Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast. Today is May 21st, 2023. Time is 7.39 p.m. And joining me, as always, is Big Daddy Prep. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, wonderful day. Wonderful day. Pretty weather. I guess it is, actually. Summer coming in the spring, coming out of summer. I don't know which one you want to call it, because it's been in the 70s today, believe it or not. This is <laughs> it's not the usual weather for here in northeast Arkansas. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what, our weather's actually been pretty fair lately, other than them calling for rain every day and it never coming. Um, yep, same thing here. Same thing here. Yeah. So, Al, we got an interesting email last week, um, and this gentleman's okay. name is Thomas. He says, hey, Jester, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and I really enjoy the informative episodes like homesteading and disaster prepping. I just listened to the Prepper Mistakes episode one on iHeart Podcast, and you mentioned you were going to re- you were going to research the 17 HMR, and we got into he got into talking about the 17 HMR a little bit. Um, but as we got into this, he says anyway, keep up the good work informing people about the prepping world. Also, uh, he says I can everything, but I am starting to get into old fashioned smokehouse stuff and salting meat and dehydrating fruit and meat. I would like right. to hear an episode about your thoughts on building a root cellar slash storm shelter. So that's what we're going to get into today, the root cellar storm cellar thing. Well, ironically, as he says this, and let me say, we live at a place where we do not have, per se, a root cellar because I grew up in Florida and Having a root cellar there is next to impossible. So I did have one as as a, a younger person. But I've been exploring and doing here. And actually, he kind of led me down a trail to do a lot more exploring this week. So I am definitely on board with this. And I'm glad he said root cellar slash safe place. Because that's going to tie in a couple of things I got for today. Rock on. So, you know, it's really interesting to me, though, because a lot of people nowadays are wanting to go back to this old world mindset, right? And and don't get me wrong. You don't even have to be a prepper for this. A lot of people on these, like, hippie communes are doing this kind of stuff. A lot of people that aren't preppers that are just sick of being under society's thumb are doing this, right? There's a lot of people that are going down these routes. I mean, some areas around the world... This is still part of the norm, and it makes sense. And I don't know why we as a society started getting away from some of these things. I mean, you think about it. A root cellar in general, let's, for the listeners out there that don't know what a root cellar is, we're going to explain what this is. This was basically your refrigeration system before electricity was widely available, 
All right. 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 And right. You know, so root cellars' jobs are to preserve food. Okay. And we're, they tried to keep them at a constant temperature. I never had a root cellar. I'm just going to assume that changed a little bit from the summer months to the winter months, right? Right. Um, but you're talking, and, and what's so crazy to me is why we even traded these out in the first place, all right? So root cellars were pretty big, okay? The idea that you could store canned goods, fresh fruits and vegetables, even uh, food for your animals... The idea that you could store all these things and they were in there and they were good was awesome. And we traded this out for these tiny little refrigerators we have in our house that run up our electric bills. It's insane. Right. Right. <laughs> I've got a little thing here that I looked up and it says root cellar. Uh, it's called a root cellar here in, with American English and fruit cellar for the Midwestern American English. But it's also called an earth cellar in british culture it's a structure structure usually underground or partially underground used for the storage of uh, vegetables fruits nuts and other foods its name reflects the traditional focus on root crops stored in the underground cellar which is still often true but the scope is wider as a wide variety of foods can be stored for weeks and months depending on the crop and conditions and the structure may not always be underground and many many in areas that have very wet climates i.e florida let's let's face it you you were around florida i was around florida for a while you're dealing with a sand structure six inches you're in the water I could see how you could have a great root cellar in Florida as long as it was covered, you know, fully covered. But here, where I'm here in Arkansas, I don't have that that issue. But bullet being fully underground would be a problem. So, yeah, there's all kinds of root cellars. Right. And, you know, the thing that I find really, really interesting about this is, guys, the root cellars, this is not just a system that is designed for just food storage in general. Okay? Right. The listener in this, you know, put in there slash storm shelters because it would work essentially as the same thing, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Your idea for surviving a wicked storm, like a tornado, you would end up going to the root cellar because it was the safest place. These are basically True. basements that just have outdoor access. All right. Right. Now, some of these get really complex. Um, there's actually... There's a company out there now, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I want to say it's called like Earth Cellar or something like that, and they sell pre-made root cellars. You can order these things online, they ship them to your house, and all you got to do is bury the things. And they are outrageously expensive in my opinion. They're they're over like, I think I think they're sold by Euro, and they're over 15K, right? Right. And, Very expensive. Yeah, and, and for the life of me, I'm just like, geez, like I understand the convenience of it. You're buying this thing, it's one piece, it's done, and then you're you're just installing it, but at the same time, that much money, it's, to me, it just seems outrageous. Get your tickets to prep stock before they're gone. Go to prepstock.ticketleap.com today. Being held in beautiful Townsend, Tennessee, this community-focused survival event is taking place October 6th through the 9th. Explore the world of homesteading and survival. Escape the sheeple and find your people at PrepStock. For more detailed information, go to prepstock.ticketleap.com and buy your tickets now. 
Want to increase your chances of survival? Learn new survival skills such as herbal remedies, beekeeping, pressure canning, and much more. For a sense of security and protection in uncertain times, buy your tickets today at prepstock.ticketleap.com. Tickets to this event are limited and will be gone soon. Don't miss out on this doomtastic time. Buy your tickets now at prepstock.ticketleap.com. Bug out to Prepstock this October. Jester, there are so many things that a root cellar can be used for and that back in the olden days, the picture, Big Daddy Al, circa 1880, if I had a root cellar, it would be several things, place to store my food, a place to get into if marauders came. You know, people usually didn't know where your root cellar was, so you could go hide there. Like you said, tornadoes, bad weather. Even in the summertime, the ground would keep it cooler, so you could go to the root cellar to cool off on a really, really hot day. So it had a lot of purposes. Right. You know, and something else that, that I find really it, – it's Al, it's amazing how much – society has traded things out over the years in the realm of like convenience and things. Right. Right. So something that I find very freaking interesting, you got to think about this, say this was your root cellar slash storm cellar. Right. And shit hits the fan tornado, et cetera. And you go down in this thing, all your food and supplies are already right there. Right. You don't have to grab snacks to go weather the storm. Everything's already right there. You know, so it, correct. it, yeah, it really makes you wonder why people were like, why would you want to get rid of this? Basically, why would you even want to get away from this idea? I agree with you. And, and but modern convenience pushed us into, oh, store everything in your home. Oh, let us make it for you ready made so you don't have to worry about a root cellar. Let's have a refrigerator. Let's have a freezer. Let's have five freezers. And people gradually got away from it. But a lot of older homes, still have root cellars they just call them storm cellars nowadays or whatever but they were really root cellars back in the day right and even where i grew up at up north i mean these you know the neighbors and stuff we didn't have one but the neighbors had them to where you would go underneath their house and they would have these dugouts under their house where they would store all their their uh canned vegetables and thing you know things that they would pressure can and water bath they would all be stored in there the you know they'd have uh little like crates full of potatoes and squash and everything they got from their garden. That's where it ended up at. Agreed. Agreed. It, it, there was a myriad of different functions for, and when it comes to food preservation, we don't, we know that you can and you salt and you smoke, but some things like your potatoes and parsnips and carrots and things like that, you want to still eat them fresh. They have a long shelf life, i.e. shelf life. But in the root cellar, they would have lasted a lot longer. And also, I understand that old timers did like we did. They started seedlings early in the root cellar before they ever put them out, just like we do nowadays. Huh. I wonder how growing in the in a root cellar would be. Well, you know, you don't need a lot of light when a plant is very early on. It's warmer in the root cellar than it would be outside in the early parts of the spring, you know, when you're still getting a frost. So I've heard this from old timers before, you know, people that are 80, 90, 100 years old have told me things like this. And I, I tend to believe it. I find a little bit of research, not really on most the most, the, you know, websites that I went to, but I, I've been told this before. Right. No, I, I understand. So I'll tell you what. So there's to get into some more of these 
the structural design of these root cellars, guys. You can't just really go out and dig a hole in your backyard and just start filling it full of stuff. There, there is, there is some architecture that needs to go into these things for anybody that's out there that's considering these things. And I think first and foremost, you have to think about drainage. This thing is underwater. Water can get into it. If it floods in there, everything you have in there is going to be ruined. Period. Correct. Correct. You're going to want a space between the ground and where you're storing items. So in case it does, it doesn't get wet. I.e. store like pallet, pallet type of design is what I've always been told and what I've always seen. Kind of a, you know, a few inches off the actual floor itself. Right. And then there's also the idea, like a lot of these uh, root cellars, they have doors that are exposed. You know, they're just exposed to the air that are exposed to the outside. So two things in regards to the doors with these. Number one, you want a north-facing door so it's avoiding as much sun as physically possible, right? Yes. That's that's sure. You don't want extra heat. Yeah, you don't. No extra heat. Exactly. You don't want that sun beating on that door all day, you know, essentially radiating the heat into the root cellar itself. Okay, so you want to avoid that. Also, you want to go with insulated doors, right? Thick, heavy wood or a pre-made insulated door. That's going to be your best friend. And it wouldn't hurt you to go ahead and add extra insulation to that door as well. Anything you could do to keep the heat from radiating inside. Right. Correct. And I'll Uh, tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chester. I was going to say, I saw this one prepper on the Doomsday Prepper TV show, and he... He had a root cellar going on. I can't remember the exact design or what he had going on with it, but the one thing he did that I thought was ingenious, he had a bunch of five-gallon buckets in this root cellar, okay? And what he did was he filled them full of water when they, you know, and I guess he took them outside in the winter, let them freeze, okay, and then took them and put them back in there. You know, that way he had these solid blocks of ice keeping it cold in there, you know, throughout the summer months, you know, spring and fall. Are you looking for something kick-ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today. Absolutely. And I'll tell you uh, a few ideas that I saw this week as I looked through a few things. Is You know, the old timers, they used what they had, which was small trees, logs, limbs, uh, you know, about the size of your arm, uh, up the sides to give it support because you don't want to cave it in, of course. Caving in on your stuff didn't do any good. So a lot of times they would line it with logs inside, which would keep it more insulated, um, keep more critters and things out from digging in you know there's just there's all kinds of different things but they used what they actually had on hand which was not a lot back in those days so there's a i saw different structural makeups of this 
Right. And I mean, you know, when you talk about the idea of, of utilizing timbers, I mean, wood's a great insulator in itself, Absolutely. right? And there's, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody's going to have their different ideas and mentalities with these. But another thing to throw out there is these root cellars do have to have proper ventilation. All right. Yes. If they are not ventilated, they will build moisture. Moisture creates rot. Okay. So when you're building these things, you have to factor in that ventilation because if not, everything's going to get moist. You're going to get mildew. You're going to get black mold and you're going to watch your food potentially rot at a quicker rate. And that's like, even when they store potatoes and stuff in these, um, in these cellars, like, Al, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but these guys, what they do is they do the crates with the straw to allow the air to move between them to keep things from touching. And apparently that keeps them lasting longer being that there's no moisture building, you know, in, in these boxes with these different vegetables and fruits. Yes, sir. I, I actually saw not long ago on a television show, it wasn't per se a root cellar. It was partially above ground, partially underground, so I guess it would qualify as a root cellar. But some of the Amish and Mennonite to this day still use the same concept, and they use giant ice blocks that stay, believe it or not, frozen all summer long. It's almost like they're outside freezer slash refrigerator. Very effective, and some of them are very, very large. I mean, literally as big around as a silo. But they keep thousands and thousands of dollars worth of food in there at a time. And don't worry about it ruining it at all. They're not a bit worried about it. But they've been doing this for 150 years, you know. Right, no, and, and they're doing just fine. So something, guys, something to think about as we talk about these being similar, excuse me, to the uh, similar to the storm shelters, I don't want to confuse this with bomb shelter in any way. Right. Okay? You know, so don't be like, oh, yeah, I'll go out, I'll build a root cellar, that'll give me my storm shelter, that'll be my bunker, that'll be my bomb shelter. No, it's not. It doesn't work that way, okay? <laughs> no, no, different concepts. <laughs> totally different. Number one, you know, these these things, yeah, they'll be good for a tornado. They'll be good for um, probably high winds, hurricanes, cr you know, crazy storms. But if somebody starts dropping nukes, I'm not going to want to be in that root cellar. I mean, it's better than being out in the open, obviously. But the idea is that there's no filtration for ventilation for this, Okay. And there's also the idea that these do not have the structural integrity that you would get with an actual bomb shelter. It's, right. it's a totally different concept. Correct. This actually got me thinking this week about building one for myself here. I live in a climate where it would be more conducive. It's sand very similar to that way it is in Florida, so I can't dig too deep because of the sand. But there's no water table to have to worry about. So I've really got a concept in my head the one I, I might build for myself this next coming year you know i've i've it's been on my list of things to do for a very long time but i also have a thousand projects on my list of things to do all the time right yeah me too me but too. <laughs> yeah this this has been on my radar of something that i've been wanting to do for a while and i got pretty much the perfect spot for this thing to go i don't think the front door of this thing would ever get much daylight i, I think i've got the perfect spot um, and if, for, and if I could do it in this area, I am going to do it in this area. I know it's not going to be very cheap and that's, what's kind of held this project back is the idea of the financial side of this. Listen, I'm, 
And that's something else I was going to tell you guys too when we talk about these these root cellars and, and these storm shutters and things like this. Guys, you don't want to go the cheapo route. You don't want to go out there and be like, well, I'll just bury a shipping container or let me go ahead and, and weld a couple IBC totes together and, and set them in some concrete with some wood. It'll be fine. Guys, if, if you're going to go through the time and the hassle of doing or building these things, do them right. There's a thousand diagrams online. There is. And you could pick the one that you feel best suits your needs. Get somebody out there that has a little bit of history with building or construction, and they know what the hell they're doing before you go ahead and you take on this project on your own. Right. I did see a couple ideas that I liked this week as, as life went on. Um, it's very hard to dig something that's underground near a lot of, lot of uh, roots for trees. But the shaded areas, shadier areas, make for better root cellars if you could stay away from large roots because the ground stays cooler during the summertime, not so much during the wintertime because, you know, anything underground or partially underground is going to stay pretty much above freezing. The ground kind of sets the sets the 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 year-round temperature inside the root cellar but putting it out in an area that's just wide exposed to sunlight might be counterproductive so choose your site wisely you want to get the if you're going to build this you're going to put the money and time in it you don't want to have to change your location five years down the road where you go oh i was an awful place that's the low spot in the yard i've had so much water running there or, oh, it's the hottest place spot on the whole property. Well, that's think these things out real well. And don't get close to bodies of water. Because we all know, even though your land might be pretty, pretty dry, when you get near a, a lake or a tributary, anything like that, your water table does get closer and you can't have seepage. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's going to happen sooner or later. Right. And I mean, guys, to go back one more time to these to this root cellar idea and things like that, just again, get online, see what other people are doing. There's there's everybody there. They're buying the pre-made ones. They're doing these new things now out called uh, earth bags. Right. There's yep. people that build these things out of tires. Uh, there's people that will do something so simple as they'll dig a hole. They'll put a trash can underground and they'll basically cover the top with straw and plywood and they'll just go in there to access whatever when they need it, whether it's just potatoes or, you know, whatever they decided to store long-term underground. Right. You know, so that there are options for you guys to do this, you know, kind of on the cheap. But again, make sure you're doing this right. You don't want to be in this thing and have it collapse on you either. And you don't want it to collapse and bury all your food. Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? Bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug-out bag, ReadyWise has your six. 
Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. No, and and again, one the one of the most one of the most prolific prepper mistakes is letting everybody know where it's at. You're probably not going to have just readily 24 hour access and be able to see everything at your root cellar all the time. So make sure that you put it someplace and don't tell the world about it. I mean, just keep this a little bit to yourself. This is your storage slash safe spot. So. In case you had to get there, you don't want everybody knowing exactly where your storage slash safe spot is. Right. I I 100% agree. But a lot of people, I guess, a lot of people don't have that mentality. You know, everybody kind of wants to show their stuff off and, and brag about it and, you know, say, hey, this is what I got going on. Check out what I have. It's so awesome. Right. You know, and that, that mentality in itself is very dangerous. Extremely dangerous, and it, it's, uh, it's a big mistake, Prepper's Mike, as we said in the last show. <laughs> right, it is. So I've got a chart here, Al, that I'd like to pull from a little bit here um, and give you guys just out there the kind of duration you will get for certain things. Now, this is assuming, okay, now there's a temperature range here, all right? So assume 30 to 40 degrees inside your root cellar, okay? Somewhere in that range for these things to keep at this time, okay? Now, first one they got on, on the list here is, and rem- remember, these are op- optimal storage conditions, okay? This is the proper root cellar done right, maintaining the proper temperatures. Apples, up to six months. Cabbage, four months. Carrots, two to nine months. I don't know why there's such a range on there. Pears, two to four months. Potatoes, five to eight months. Beets, two to five months. Celery, up to four months. Turnips, four to six months. And that's just a few that are on this chart here. So, I mean, think about that for a second. That's no electricity, right? That That's a very long time. And, I mean, you got to think, if you could keep potatoes five to eight months, that almost keeps you going to next harvest. You know. So, that's a... Good, good thing. That's a good thing. And, you know, more months to be able to store items just makes the longevity. I mean, you actually have fresh things longer. And canning and preserving is a great idea. But we all know having fresh, there's nothing better than fresh. Uh, I know people that store all kinds of things in there. And, I mean, they're for a shorter period of time, 60, 90 days. But the long-term stuff? It can go all year long, potatoes and things like that, root crops, practically till the next season when you harvest again, believe it or not. Right. And, I, you know, I, it blows my mind, though, that still that we've gotten away from this, that we're still not utilizing these more. Right. Everybody's wanting to do this go green stuff and, and they're whining and crying about electricity and solar this and solar that. You can go out and dig in the dirt, man. And get something just as good <laughs> and not have to use any technology at all. I agree with you. But, you know, we've been conditioned to do things easier nowadays. You know, society has told us that, you know, hey, we'll make it easier on you. Hey, it'll be better for you. Hey, let us do this. We've got away from all of our roots and all of what we, we knew were good preserving methods. And, I mean, most people nowadays aren't even... Well, they don't even know good preserving methods. They just 
depend on the local grocery store to take care of all of that. And they're not even thinking about for themselves. No, they're not. And, you know, that's kind of, it's, okay, it is so sad, the society we live in. And I'm going to go on a quick tangent here, Al. Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. We live in a helpless society, okay? If the if this grocery store shuts down, people will starve. If fast food shuts down, we will starve. There is no self there's most of our society in this country does not have a self-sustainable bone in their body. All right? And I and I'll tell you what, I figured it out, Al. I figured out why cuz everybody had that question of why McDonald's and, and fast food chains stayed open during the pandemic, why they didn't shut down when everything else had to. The short answer is people would have starved to death. That's it. That's the answer. I had no idea how much people are reliant on fast food in their daily diet. Jester, you are 100% on target. And there is a certain, I mean, society is kind of like a pie. You know what I mean? You've got... You've got about 30% of people that are independent. They know how to cook. They know how to do for themselves. They know how to harvest. They, they know how to do these things. We, we don't give enough credit to the people that know how to. Then there's about 30% of the people that, well, they kind of got an idea. Grandma showed them something. Grandpa took them hunting, uh, stuff like that. They probably can't do it all the time, but they got a concept. But the other 40%, if the if the fast food and the grocery store shut down, they're done. So roots though, they don't know what a root seller is. They wouldn't know one if they tripped into one. So don't be one of those forty percent because they're the ones that are going to be trying to get what you've got because they don't have and they don't have the ability. They've not learned. They've not been around anything, and some of them simply didn't want to learn. So remember that. I mean, they didn't care to learn then. So can't have mine now listen I'm, I'm gonna tell you what for anybody that's out there that's like man i've really been thinking about doing this root cellar thing i want to get it underway i want to get it started do it get it started get get to be more self-sustainable start growing your own food grow your own fruits or vegetables and like that's al the thing that like really blows my mind is i see a lot of people that have just open yard space and they have the ability like they're not invalid. They have the yard space. They could totally throw some seeds in the ground and watch things grow. But these people are are so I want it now and so I don't feel like it that they are relying on these grocery stores. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, man, you know, oh God, I'm telling you, if if things ever broke bad, like we talk about food a lot in the prepping industry in the prepping world, and it's because we see the holes and the flaws in this. Right. right. And, and and you brought up a great idea right there. You said seeds. 
that's another thing that root cellars were used for. They were used for seed banks because, let's face it, does it get too warm? Does it get too cold? Do you know how many people kept their seed bank? Now, granted, they kept it pretty much airtight and whatever kind of uh, containers or things, jars, pottery, whatever they had, but they kept their seeds there so they would be ready for the next year so they didn't go bad. Uh, we all know that high temperatures, low temperatures, moisture, things like that, sunlight, they break down and they kill seeds before they can germinate. That's another thing that they did, store their seeds there. So if you're thinking about this root cellar idea, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. The more things are going to happen because of this root cellar than just going down and people say, well, I don't need a place to necessarily store my potatoes. You're going to get more out of that. Also, think about the safety thing. What if you had a place that you could run to to get safe in case a tornado come through or anything happened? I mean, what if a wildfire came through? You'd have a place. A lot of people live in places wildfire simply could be on you in two or three minutes' time. Wouldn't you like to have that safety too? Right, exactly. And, I mean, again, you know, just, just to go back and state the obvious here, I mean, guys, it's tech – It's old school technology that preserves food that does not require electricity. So I know a lot of us out there are going out and spending thousands of dollars on solar generators or solar setups to keep the fridge working, right? You know, Al, something I'm really curious about, because this may have not been a thing when root cellars were like the bee's knees, but I'm wondering if you couldn't utilize these for medications that needed to be at a certain temperature. Want to be a guest on the show? Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. I, I can see how, you know, there's always been the thing that you had to, you know, had to have insulin and things like that refrigerated. That's kind of been dispelled over some people over the last few years. And But still, yeah, wouldn't you like to know that your things were being kept in a constant temperature that wasn't going to be, you know, a detriment to it longer, keep your medications longer? I mean, I would. I would think just about anything that sustained life that kept you in a good condition that was kept in a safe environment would be better. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons. Medications would be a great idea. I hadn't really thought about that, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. You put the meds down there, and that would be a good way to keep them. There's, there's a few preppers I talk to out there, you know, that have always bounced back with, what do you do if you have to keep your medications cold stored? And I've always went back with portable, you know, uh, the portable refrigerated coolers and solar generator. That's your best bet, right? Like, other than that, I don't know. But uh, you had a, If you had a big enough one, you could put your animal feed in it. You know what I mean? Seriously, yeah. your animal feed's a lot of money. And if you drive a lot of animal feed from things, uh, you know, that are crops and things like that, that's just long-term long storage during the wintertime for your feed. So your feed's not spoiling, too, because everything gets hungry in the wintertime. Right, exactly. Anyway, Al, that's about all the time we got for this episode. You got anything more you want to throw out there to the listeners before we're out of here? I just want to advise everybody that's a prepper to keep your mouth shut about being being a prepper. And those who want to learn how to prep, do your research now. We're seeing a lot of censorship on the Internet right now. We're seeing a lot of the Internet being shut down, slowed down, things being taken down. You're not always going to be able to get this information. So get out there and dig for it right now before it goes away forever.
This is an emergency action message. At approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.